Drive and Double Feature presents Howling 2 and 7-2, a minute-by-minute podcast covering Howling 2, Your Sister's a Werewolf, and Howling New Moon Rising. We are not quite a minute-by-minute podcast anyway, we're going five minutes at a time. So in this episode, episode 42, we are covering minutes 46 through 50, basically 4501 through, through 50 of each of the films. Um... It's odd, I don't know if anyone has seen this, but Philippe Mora himself has uploaded, at least, or someone, you know, with his name, has uploaded a decent print of this, widescreen, looking pretty good, to uh, archive.org. So if you're interested in seeing it, I always like to check to see if I can find out where um, these, uh, these you might be able to find these. And yeah, if, if you're interested in watching Howling 2, or, um, just type in Howling 2, your sister's a werewolf on Google, or your favorite um, Ask Jeeves. Is Ask Jeeves still around? Um, uh, Howling 2, your sister is a werewolf uh, in archive.org. How are you all? So uh, when we left Howling 2, oh, uh, Christopher Lee's character was talking to Reb and the lady why, why, why do I never remember her name um uh in the Wendy Sarah Wendy Wendy I want to say Wendy I want to call her Wendy for this uh episode if I get it wrong I'll correct it for the next one but it's Red Brown and Wendy he's talking to them about um uh what's going on and that they have to lay low because he's got a bunch of people um uh, oh no, that's actually what he's going to say to them in this minute. Okay, so he's talking to them in the church. All right, so let me. Um, I'm not going to play you the full five minutes. I'm just going to give you a little ten second break, and I will be right back talking about the next five minutes of Howling Two. Your sister is a werewolf. Howling. So yeah, he Chris really talks to um, uh, Reb and Wendy there, and, and gives them. Um, uh, little holy necklace things to wear. H O L Y, not whole, as in full of holes. I don't mean that. Um, um, but it, it gives uh, these little necklaces to wear, which will hopefully stave off evil, and um, uh, leaves sort of one of his uh, people with uh, with them. And they, yeah, and they wander through the festival some more, which seems to be going on forever. I love I love this point when they're wandering through the festival. All I can imagine is um, there must be a uh, there must be a moment somewhere in there where I'm 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 imagining there's like another movie shooting like a street or two across. It's like uh, we crossed into the uh, camera line of uh, Jim Cotta, which is shooting right over there. Oh hey yeah there you are everybody you know or just like we we keep we keep wandering into the paths of other movies. Okay so let's everyone be careful. Everyone keep an eye out. All right thank you. Um, Canon Films was shooting eight <laughs> eight movies on this street alone. Uh, anyway. Um, what was I talking about? Oh yeah, uh, and and they watch probably the best part of the, this minute is the um, there's a really cool like Punch and Judy ass puppet um, woman being attacked by a werewolf kind of thing, and it, it kind of um, slightly heavy handed, but it cuts nicely between sort of this this blonde woman being attacked by this werewolf, and you see shots of Wendy sort of leaning against Reb, and she keeps getting flashes in her mind of, of werewolves and 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 things and and. Um, uh, and and you see shots of like the little uh, female puppet like putting her little hands up over her eyes, and then there's a great moment at the end of it where they walk away, and the wolf kind of little the fake wolf kind of lunges, and then you see uh, the puppet with the woman with her hands over her eyes, and one of the hands moves away, and she looks, and then then Wendy's in the bathtub. Uh, I thought that was really cool. Um, and that that guy that yeah Christopher Lee sent to kind of keep an eye on them, he's 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 he's. <laughs> 
At first, I forgot who he was. I was like, who's this creep? And then he shows up in the <laughs> scene or two later. I'm like, oh, yeah, that's right. I remember him. Okay, he's not just... You know, like, you have one of that thing where every once in a while you'll be... It, it's like the... um, It's like a Christmas story. I like the Wizard of Oz. I like the Tin Man. Or, or, that, or that one kid says, you know, who's wearing, like, the, the um, airline pilot cap or whatever. And... and and uh, Ralphie just keeps giving them looks. It's one of those things if you're just in line with someone or, or somewhere with someone where there's a crowd, you suddenly, I don't know, I always seem to attract the weirdest people who want to talk to me or just, how are you today? Oh, God. Uh, anyway, what, um, so, so, so there's that. And then there's a, there's a, there's a bit of um, a strange scene. Well, no, it's not really that strange where she's in the tub, when he's in the tub, and she's relaxing. And suddenly something starts creeping down the hall closer and closer and closer. And you're thinking, what's going on? What's going on? Closer and closer. And you're thinking, isn't it Red Brown? Closer and closer. And then, hey, babe. And it's Red Brown. You're like, well, that was like 30 to 40 seconds of my life. I can't get that back. I cannot get that back, which is just, which is simply too bad, which is simply too bad. But, um, yeah, it was, it was a bit of a weird scene because it's like, who else would really be in there when they're, they're doing that? I don't know. I mean, I guess it could be a well, but it just seems like, even though we're 50 minutes in, it just seems like it's too early for that, but we should be, something should be happening soon. And then, and then we, then we cut to the three hairy wolves in their bed, still sort of fooling around, but not really. Sybil Danny's kind of in the middle of them, um... And then the, the guy and that woman are on the other side of her, and they're making howling noises and growling at each other. And to be honest, this was the point where I thought, okay, now it's just foolishness. Now this is just silly. Could we could we stop doing this? And then it cuts to Reb and, and Wendy in bed, and she's reading from like a uh, like a like a I don't know what what country is it there in again English dictionary. And uh, and it's funny because the first I forget exactly what it is, but she's like, you know, um, translated into English, the word wolf is wolf i thought you kidding me right i was this is this is this the uh is this the dictionary version of the spending 35 seconds creeping up on you and having it be a waste of everybody's time I, um but they go through some of the stuff in the dictionary and and, I, and then it intercuts again with the, the wolves kind of growling and howling at each other and i thought okay there's meant to be some sort of parallel going on here right the two normal people in bed together one reading a dictionary one just hanging out then the three wolf people kind of well they're just kind of hanging out too they're just growling at each other um i i don't but i couldn't figure out what the parallel might be i mean i couldn't figure out what the point might be of it so i just um I just sort of let it ride and got on with my day. And and the whole thing ends with them back in the festival. And you see a couple of werewolf people hanging around, looking around. And Wendy's dancing. She seems she's really into it now. And Reb says he's going to go get her a gift. And creepy guy would just stay and keep an eye on Wendy. And that's the way it ends. Not really much happens. Um, uh, we know that Christopher Lee is on looking for something. That, that um, it, it does say, we do get a caption that says the following afternoon we get to see some of that great architecture that they have their great like um skull hanging off the side of the clock like pulling a cord and letting the bell go and then you see an hourglass turn that says the following afternoon and that's some good stuff but really again this this is a crazy movie this is a lot of wackiness in it but it also has a lot of just i didn't want to say time wasting in it um like like the scene like I think I think we'd had enough of the 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 wolf people growling at each other. That those two shots do nothing. I mean, the only the only parts of this that really I think I think advance anything 
is just Christopher Lee giving them the necklaces and saying, okay, try to act like tourists. And then, um, and then that wolf bit, again, doesn't advance anything. It doesn't advance anything, but it's a, it's a cool, um, it's a cool moment regardless. So I'll take a cool moment, um, that does nothing to advance the story, um, over something that the, the, the 40 seconds of just creeping along the hallway and, hey, it's me, Red Brown, whatever. Uh, so, so again, here's hoping the next five minutes will just go crazy and we'll have lots of werewolf attacks and it'll be as exciting and as nutty as we think it should be. But, um, uh, yeah, it ain't really there yet. We'll, but we'll see. Where, 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 where do we leave off? Howling, um, Howling 7 we left off with. Jeez, I don't even remember. Was it, um, I think, I think, oh yeah, yeah, there was that jerk guy. Yeah, there was that jerk guy um, and his friend and, and um, Ted, Ted goofed him. And uh, with the um, his drinking from his hat, drinking uh, drinking the thing without touching his hat, and I think Ted was leaving the bar at the end of the night, and that guy was nearby. So let us um, let me give you ten seconds just to pause. You go away, watch the five minutes of Howling Seven, New Moon Rising, and then we will be uh, back to discuss it. Here we go. There's dirt in the chili. 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 Well, we get some werewolf action in this minute. We get some of that fun uh, red filter over the lens as it it, it, uh, streaks along the the desert, through the desert sands. And first, it looks like it's going to go after um, our good friend, writer, director, producer, star... Ted. I forgot his name for a second there. Um, uh, but then it goes after the other guy who was, um, uh, who we got in a, the um, shenanigans with the uh, drinking the dr- drinking the drink without touching his hat thing from the previous uh, previous five minutes, and he gets killed by the werewolf. And then um, what is it? Um, Harriet and the lady whose name I forget, and Janos, Janusz, or whoever they find the body and they're going to bury the body. And um, uh, meanwhile, there's some jokes about Pappy getting dirt in his chili, and the guys all do something with their flies while singing deep in the heart of Texas. That is either um, I don't know, is either genius or, or or one of the dumbest things that happens in this wonderfully silly movie. Um, and so we'll we'll talk about that in a minute. But let, let's still not forget this is it is still Halloween. Uh, they don't really I, I don't know where in relation to Halloween we are at this moment because I don't think anyone ever actually says it but um, when they're all standing there with their zippers you can see over on the left there's a little pumpkin and uh, of course behind the bartender there are all the little skulls and, and happy Halloween and everything so we're definitely in Halloween and uh, Halloween in the desert that's that's something they're talking about mountain lions and coyotes jumping out of trees and attacking people and such and um, that guy was apparently a murderer who uh, who got killed by the the werewolf? We're presuming it's a werewolf. We haven't seen it yet. We just the I do like the, I do like the the steady cam with the red filter on it, kind of floating around and everything. It doesn't do much, and in, in the end, uh, you know, you sort of wonder like when the when the werewolf goes after this guy and the guy takes off running, if the werewolf's thinking like, oh god, they always run. Ugh. But then it's probably thinking, oh, but they always seem to trip. We're forgetting. I think we forget that, um, uh, or I forgot when I was watching it. It was sort of this bright 
blood red on the screen it's actually where it's darkness out there i mean it's the middle of the unless the moon's shining down on him it is dark out there so tripping over something makes a lot of sense um and uh yeah so they're gonna bury this this body and 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 um and i mean at the, at the end of the day let's talk about the dirt and the chili and the zippers huh because um uh oh and pappy again um has to drink some water and doesn't seem too happy about it. Uh, but he likes his booze, though. Although when he takes a sip of the booze he's given, he doesn't look too happy about that either. He just doesn't say anything. I, maybe he doesn't like drinking anything. I don't know. But I, I gotta say, so the chili looks good that he's making. He's doing it in a huge, like, you know, witch's brew pot, you know, hanging from a chain over a, over a fire outside. And, um, I, I mean... <sighs> To, to me, this thing with it, there's dirt in your chili. This is, this, like the zipper thing. I think, yeah, the, the zipper on the fly thing, that's, that must have been, that must have been something that they all did. I mean, and, and the dirt in the chili thing may have been a running gag for ages about, you know, maybe Pappy trying to find the right spot to put that pot to do the chili in, but wherever he put it, dirt got in. I mean, that, that, that one woman drives her huge truck right up next to it. Dirt is flying everywhere. It's getting everywhere. I just, I, I just wonder my thought, that I, the thing that I wonder about is Pappy, why not a lid? Why not put a big lid over the top of that? So whenever you see anyone approaching, you can just put the lid on it, and that'll protect the dirt from getting in, because it looks like good chili. You're making a ton of it. It's like, it's like I, I was going to say, if, if we didn't see that guy who got killed by the werewolf, I'd be thinking he cut up that guy and put him in the chili. Well, that's actually Texas Chainsaw Massacre 2 right there. But, um, uh, but um, oh, a little gourmet zombie chef from hell. Um, but, uh, but, but it looks like good chili. I bet it's fantastic freaking chili, but he got to put the lid. I mean, it, it doesn't make sense, and and it keeps it keeps being referred to. You know, um, uh, you see the mess, and someone mentions it, and then one, that other guy comes over and mentions it, and then I think when Ted comes in, he mentions it, or is it Brock? I forget. There's dirt in the chili. <laughs> um, I just, you know, I, I know, I you know, like I've said before, to to me these these are the dirt, the chili, and the zipper thing. These are in jokes amongst the people of Pioneer Town, which is what makes it fun to me. But at the same time, it doesn't make it fun to anyone else. Um, you know, the dirt and the chili thing, you know, the the average person watching this is going to see that and think, okay, Peppy, you're in the middle of the desert. You're in the middle of nowhere. Pick a spot that won't have huge trucks driving up next to it, spinning dirt everywhere, because I bet you can find one. And I bet, I bet, um, I bet, I bet, like in the original, like four hour script that Clive Turner wrote for this, he kept moving it around, but wherever he went, dirt got in the chili. So, but here it just keeps coming up. You know, you got dirt in the chili, you know, you got dirt in the chili, and, and you know it's an in joke, you know it's something that happens, you know it's something that probably drove Pappy up the wall that he couldn't, he couldn't, he, uh, dirt was always somehow ending up in the chili no matter where he put it. So, so I, I, it's not funny, but it looks like good chili, and I wish he'd put a, put a lid over that. When, I mean, yeah, I know you want to keep it open. You want to, you want to let it, let it um, steam out. You know, you want it to, you don't, you know. I mean, but you want it to. I don't know what you want it to do to keep the lid off. I guess. I mean, you don't want it to. Well, it's not going to boil over. Um, but you want to. No, I, I, I just, he doesn't even have to put a lid on the whole way. You know what I mean? He could keep the spoon in there and just keep the lid sort of resting on the spoon, so there's a little gap. But the gap could be faced away from the direction that all the dirt comes from. That's just my thought. The second thing is. Um, Ted tells another one of his rambling stories that 
makes absolutely no sense and there's mumbled dialogue and Brock says something in the background that you can't really make out and they're just yakking on and on about Ted was in Vietnam and he carved his way through a wall of human flesh with a bayonet or something like that it just goes on and on and on and he's really trying to tell the story about how the guy grabbed him the night before and put the throat up to a knife put his throat up to a knife put the knife up to his throat and everything like that and it's just so weird because about 30 seconds into it you like listen to it going what am i am i is this still in english what what is going on here what what on earth is happening it's because it's just this ted seems to be telling one story other people seem to be referring to other things um there there's mumbling which again is just a real pain there should, there should have been better sound recording for that and it's just it's just, i mean it's a bunch of non-actors i mean all five of them i think acting and trying to, and again, this would have been like this. This was probably the the wall of human flesh with the bayonet. This again was probably an in joke. And the thing with the zippers, I would bet you cash money that was something. Because I, I could have sworn I've seen this in something else. I've forgotten what it was, but I, I I would bet you cash money this was just something that someone did, and they all loved it. So for maybe a month, they all did that, and then they stopped doing it. But Clive Turner happened to be there making the movie when they were doing it. He's like, oh, that's fantastic. We'll immortalize it in the movie. So now if any of these folks are still alive, um, then, you know, and they saw this today, they'd be like, oh, I remember when we did that. You know, it was like a fad. Remember that fad where we used to take every single song we knew and we would play it with our zippers? Isn't that Phantom of the Ritz? Isn't it with the one guy from Firesign Theater? Isn't there a guy there who plays... His instrument is his fly. I think that's correct. He doesn't do like this. Zip, 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 deep in the heart of Texas. Love it. Or I don't love it. Or I don't know. But everyone seems amused by it. Pappy doesn't seem terribly amused by it. I think he's looking at it going, what the hell? I thought we were making a werewolf movie. Hmm. So that's basically it here. We do get a werewolf attack, which is nice to have. Uh, but at the same time, we get a lot of goofballery with chili and uh, incoherent storytelling and every man playing with his zippers. Um, and uh, for some reason, I just I keep when I look at it, I, I've got a I got a freeze frame here with the three guys playing with their zippers, and um, they're also into it. And it looks like I mean it lo- it really does look like I I like you know if you've ever um. If you've ever, and I've, I've probably mentioned this before, if you ever had like like home movies from ages ago, um, like I have, like it's it's Christmas time as I'm recording this, and so we have home movies um, scattered on VHS and DVDR um, from like 1989, 90, 91, 92, and then again from 97 to 99. And I was in high school um, at the at the start of those, and uh, in college. And then I was out living my life for the for the remainder of them. But they were like, especially the ones in the high school time, when I had good friends who I was like hanging out with almost every day. Um, there there were certain things if if you if you play them, and and you watch it, there'll be certain every once in a while you'll I'll say something that is just weird and incoherent. You're like, what does that mean? And then I'll be suddenly, I'll suddenly be like, oh yeah, oh that's because we had this thing, we had this joke where we would do that, and that's what I, that's what's happening right there. Okay, all right, and it happens a few times, like the Christmas '89, and the Christmas '90 video. You get these weird, weird moments where um, you 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 get the memory snaps back. It's not really Proustian, um, because it's it's not it's not. I mean, it is a memory, but it's it's not having a memory reawakened by a 
like in 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 search of lost time by a, by a cookie or by a staircase um it's actually i'm actually watching it it happens so you know like i used to i used to amuse my little sister Allison when she was a baby we had a santa claus and a mrs claus doll and i could have used it for hours just playing like punch and judy with santa claus and mrs claus with my little sister and then at one and, and there's one shot in there i forget what year it is where my brother's sitting on the toilet and i catch him on the toilet playing punch and judy with the dolls and I'm, that's not a naughty thing i we staged it um but then whenever i watch it when i've showed it to people they've been like what's he doing and I have to explain it. And so I think this is the same thing. Again, I think Halloween, New Moon Rising should come with, um, um, when it comes out in blue, it should have a, you know, like um, information text like they do on like the Doctor Who DVDs and Blu-rays. And it should like be, or, or do that thing that they used to do with DVDs where it would highlight things, you know, or, or like or like that airplane DVD Blu-ray where like it'll, it'll stop every few minutes and then cut to the Zucker Abrams Zucker cast members and they'll like talk about the scene kind of thing like the full the full on new moon rising full on hairy edition or something like that where and it would cut to someone and and like Brock would be there and he'd say well uh, what that was was that uh, around that time circa 96 whenever the heck this was made you know um, a guy came by and he did that and we thought it was hilarious so we all started doing that you know or maybe they saw Phantom of the Ritz and it made him do that I don't know but anyway there's not a lot going on in these five minutes and I spend far more time talking about them than I thought I would. But anyways, this is this has been um, uh, episode 42 of Howling 2 and 7-2. We will be back talking minutes 51 through 55. Hopefully before you know it. But be good to yourselves, everyone. And remember, the stars at night are big and... Pro- oh, I'm wearing shorts. I don't have a zipper on here. I'll just do zip, 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 deep in the... Do you like I, I made my zipper noise? I actually had the word zip in it. Deep in the heart of Texas... You got dirt in your chili, pappy.